Amen. Thank you. It is so good to see you. Uh, last week, uh, Pastor Mike kicked off uh, our, our new study uh, called Destinations. And I just think just, this is just so important because we live in a world that's going wrong. But why is the world going wrong? All right, Because of people. <laughs> people go wrong. And so today we want to talk about looking ahead. Uh, last week, uh, Mike introduced this principle, the principle of the path. This is huge. Direction determines destination. Now, what if tomorrow you just, uh, what if this afternoon you just went home, you told family, you said, you know what? You're not going to school this week, kids. We're not going to work. We're going on a trip. We're going to go to America's number one beach. Where's that? Siesta Beach, all right. People spend thousands of dollars to come here. And we ought to go. And what if, I mean, what if you just got all excited about this week of vacation and you packed, you know, you packed your clothes and, and you packed food and you packed the lawn chairs and you packed sunscreen and, you know, games and just all kinds of good stuff. And you got in the car and you headed west, or excuse me, east. Is there anything wrong with that plan? You'd wind up in Arcadia. Not that there's something wrong with Arcadia, but it's not America's number one beach, is it? Direction determines destination. And see, you had a great idea. You had a great plan. You had a sincere motives. Maybe before you got in the car, maybe you prayed for traveling mercies all the way to Siesta Beach. Maybe you prayed that you wouldn't get in a fight with someone, uh, you know, fighting over a parking space or something like that. I mean, maybe you were just, you just had the best intentions of all. But if you go east, you're never going to reach Siesta Beach. No matter how good your plan, no matter how sincere you are, no matter how good your intentions are, no matter how much you pray. And see, you know people who have ended up like that in the wrong place. Not with their car, with their life. Maybe they drank too much and, and got a DUI and they never recovered. Maybe they started taking drugs and they got hooked. Maybe that led to them, you know, robbing to support their addiction and, and maybe they ended up in prison. You see, going the wrong way today means ending up in the wrong place tomorrow. T today's direction determines tomorrow's destination. And what a tragedy it is to live life and wake up one day wondering, how did I get here? This is not what I planned. This is not what I wanted. And, and friend, that doesn't, doesn't happen just to bad people. It happens to good people. It happens to Christians. The classic example, I think, in the Bible is Solomon. 
he was, he was anointed king when he was only 17 years old. And, and he prayed to God, God, I can't do this. I need wisdom. And God was so blessed by his prayer that he said, Solomon, I'm going to give you that wisdom, but because you've asked for the right thing, because you want to be a great king, a godly king, I'm going to give you riches and power and just all kinds of blessings. Solomon, he just started out so great. But 30 years later, he was fabulously wealthy. He was the most powerful ruler in the world of that time. He was successful, and he was dead inside. And he wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, Anything I wanted, I would take. There was nothing he, he didn't have that he wanted. I denied myself no pleasure. I even found great pleasure in hard work, a reward for all my labors. But as I looked at everything I'd worked so hard to accomplish, it was all what? It was empty. It did not fulfill me. It was like chasing after the wind. Everything Solomon owned, everything he accomplished, everything he sought pleasure in, left him totally empty, unfulfilled, and far from God. And his whole life was crumbling. His marriage, his family, his kingdom, everything. Direction determines destination. Not our intentions. You know, we think, you know, I have, if you're sincere, it'll all work out. No, mm -mm. You can be sincerely wrong. You are if you're going the wrong direction. And see, we know that, you know, uh, direction determines destination. We know that with regard to driving. I mean, you find out whether you've got to go north, south, east, or west before you, you head out on a trip. We apply that to driving. Do we apply that to life? To the most important things of our life? Our family, our marriage, our finances, our morals, our entertainment, everything, everything about us. You see, there's this huge disconnect that we as humans can have in our life. And, and part of the reason for that is, you know, our world tells us that the best path for you is the path that you want. That's the best path. That's the right path. And friend, our world's in turmoil. It's, it, it's full of hatred. It's full of war. It's full of death, of dying. It's full of danger. That's what happens when everyone is on the path they want rather than the right path that we all need. And, and so the question for us here today, how do you get off the wrong path? Every one of us, we're going to get off on a wrong path. How do we get off? How do we get on the right path? We have a golf tournament coming up. Uh, I do not like golf. I, I despise golf, okay? I'm just terrible at it okay i'll be there i won't be playing i begged jason for a job that i could do do otherwise than playing 
But you know, there was only one thing I liked about golf. Mulligans. Okay, that's, if you don't play golf, don't know anything, that's, you, you take a shot and it's so bad that you say, well, well that one doesn't count. We'll take a do-over, okay? There are mulligans in golf. There aren't many mulligans in life. And there aren't mulligans with the most important things in your life. You don't get a do-over for your first year of high school. Well, maybe you do get a do-over, but it's not a good thing, all right. You don't get a do-over for your first year of college. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, you may have to take the course over again, but you can't undo that year. You don't do have, get a mulligan for your first marriage. You don't get a mulligan for your first child. You don't get a mulligan for your first retirement, do you? And see, important events in our life, they're not just single events. They set a course. They set direction for the rest of our life. Buying a car, buying a house, it's not just a single transaction. It impacts your future. Drinking too much is not just a one-night party. It's a path that sets you on a journey. Marriage is not just an event. It's a path you get on, and you can't really go back and undo it. If you get lost driving, <laughs> you know, you'll waste a few minutes. If you get lost in life, you can waste your whole life. So how do we choose the right path, the path that gets us to the right destination, the, the destination that our heart truly desires? I'm going to introduce you to a verse today. And this is a verse that you should memorize, okay? And I know a lot of you say, well, I can't memorize verses. I can memorize a commercial jingle. I can memorize a, you know, a phrase. I can memorize the statistics of my favorite team, you know. We can memorize. In fact, we're going to do it right now. Proverbs 27:12. Let's put the, that up there on the screen. The prudent see danger. Read it with me, okay? Let's start again. The prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and suffer for it. The prudent see what? And, and what do they do? They take refuge. The prudent see danger and they take refuge. But the simple, what do they do? The simple keep going and it's really wonderful, isn't it? No, and they suffer for it. With me again, the prudent see danger and take refuge. The simple keep going and suffer for it. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the keep going and... All right, we'll get back to that. The path we choose. The path we choose today uh, determines where we end up tomorrow. I mean, that's the cause of law, that's the law of cause and effect, right? A 
Course A is going to lead to B, all right? What I do today will affect what happens to me tomorrow. But, you know, it's so easy for us as humans to say, you know, well, I did this once before and it turned out well, didn't turn out well, but it'll be better this time, right? What's that the definition of? Insanity? <laughs> Doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results? It's not going to happen. Direction determines determines destination. It, it's foolish to think I can take path B, but it's going to end up at destination A. It, it's foolish to think, well, you know, this path may not really be entirely right. I mean, I could see some bad things that could happen. But you know, before they do, before I get to the wall where I'm going to crash, I, I, I'll stop. Really? The simple, the foolish, really, I think that's a better word for us, okay? The foolish, they know a path that leads to danger, but they just keep going. And friends, we can't undo the principle of path any more than we can undo the law of gravity. You see, when God created the universe, he put in place laws, natural laws, okay? To, to what? to protect us, not to restrict us. To re he put in place the law of gravity, all right? It, it, is that so because God didn't want us to have fun? No, it's because he wanted to protect us. If there wasn't gravity, you wouldn't be sitting here. You'd be flying off into outer space. God gave us that, uh, that law for our own protection. Gravity's good for us unless we try to uh, ignore it, and then we suffer the consequences. <laughs> Did you know that's why God makes babies short? Because they don't know the law of gravity. How many times does baby fall? All the time, okay? Now, as we grow older, we should learn about the law of gravity, shouldn't we? Because the older we get, the more severe the consequences of not realizing that law. Suffering increases, increases as we get older. And you see, getting older doesn't mean you get wiser. Uh, how many men, in my mind, I'm thinking, I bet this happened a lot. How many men, they need to get up on the roof of their house, all right? And they had a ladder that wasn't just quite tall enough. But, you know, they didn't want to go buy a new one or something like that. So they thought, well, okay, I can get up there and, you know, I can probably grab hold of the gutter and then probably swing my leg up, get one on the roof and pull myself up. And what happens? Is they're falling, they start praying. God, please overrule the law of gravity right now. Please suspend it. Please let me fall like a feather just to the ground, you know, so I don't get hurt. Now, it's good to pray, but how many times has God answered that prayer? I don't know of any. 
Getting older doesn't make us wiser. We can be 30, 50, 70, 80, and do things that cause consequences to ourselves, to our family, to our finances, to our future, and friend especially, our relationship with the God who created us. Christians, we Christians, we are not exempt from getting off on the wrong path now and then. And when we do, and when that happens, God doesn't give up on us. He doesn't zap us. God loves us so much. He warns us. He, he convicts us by his Holy Spirit. He, he helps, he brings up people alongside us who will warn us. Why? Because he loves us. He doesn't want us to suffer. The Holy Spirit convicts us. But do we always obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our life? Do we always get off of that wrong path that might hurt our family, hurt others? You see, life's journey has two kinds of people. The prudent, the wise, and the foolish. Two kinds of people, two kinds of actions and choices, Two kinds of destinations. Which do you want? The prudent see danger and take refuge. Now that's important. Take refuge. It doesn't say they find refuge. It says they take refuge. Take is a verb meaning action. They do something. When they sense that danger, they change direction. So they don't suffer the consequences of sin. But the foolish, they keep going. And because they do, they suffer the consequences. And what happens when we suffer the consequences? We get mad at God. God, why did why'd you let that happen? But it's not God's fault. And, and more important, see, it doesn't mean God doesn't love you. I mean, how could God love us any more than he does? He sent his own son to die for us. He, he created us and wants us to experience joy and fulfillment here on earth. He's preparing a, a, a heaven, his kingdom, where it will be exactly what it should be, and there'll be love and peace and joy and fulfillment. How could we think that God doesn't love us? We just didn't do what he told us to do. If you reach 60 years old and then say, hmm, maybe I better start thinking about retirement, is that wise? If you get pregnant... And then say, hmm, I wonder if this guy loves me or not. Is that wise? If you buy a house that you simply cannot afford, it's going to strap you for the next 30 years, is that wise? Of course not. Has 
in your life someone who cared about you, warned you of things, said, you know, starts out with mom and dad probably. And hopefully we have some good friends that do. Has somebody ever warned you and said, you know, that, that guy or that girl, they're, they're really not good for you. I love you. I'm not telling you what to do, but they're not good for you. Or, you know, you really shouldn't drink so much. Or, you know, you really need some safeguards for your internet. Or, you need to get rid of those friends that are taking you down. Did you ever have people like that who cared about you, that, that warned you to take another path? Did you? Yeah, I think most of you did. But were there times maybe you just kept going? You see, there's only one good time to change direction when, when we realize we're going the wrong way. <laughs> and that's today. Tomorrow is a terrible time to try to change direction. Direction determines destination. Ignoring this principle, ignoring the principle of the path can be disastrous. Now again, if you're driving, you go the wrong way, you only waste a few minutes. But let's talk about the areas of our life where it's not just a, a little waste of time, it's a disaster. And I'll talk about three. I, the three I think are the most important. The first one is family. Let's talk about marriage. You know, many couples really, they need counseling, okay? I mean, things aren't right. And, you know, in a, an intense emotional relationship uh, like that, we, we can't see clearly. We don't see everything. We're so hurt. There's so much pain that we really need some, some help outside of ourselves. M many couples need marriage counseling. Now, do all couples who need marriage counseling go? Very few do. Why? We're too embarrassed. Now, if we get sick, we go to a doctor. Why? Because we don't, get, we don't want to get worse, and we want the right treatment so we get better. Why don't we do that with a marriage? You know, if we get sick, we don't want to die, so we go to a doctor. It's a shame that if we had marriage problems, we don't go to a counselor because our marriage might die. Our family might die. See, you know, this is, this is one of those areas where if any husband or wife ever kind of gotten on a wrong path in a marriage, only those who have a pulse, only those who are breathing, it's going to come for every person who's ever married you can get up on the wrong path what do we do the prudent they see danger they take refuge the simple they just keep going how about children many parents neglect their children time wise 
we, we as Americans don't tend to neglect uh, them with uh, provision. But many American parents neglect their children time-wise. Why? We're just, we're just too busy. You know, you've probably seen the statistic that the average dad spends 37 seconds a day talking to their child about important things. You know, not go clean up your room. Not get ready, hurry up. 37 seconds talking about things that really matter. Have any of us ever fallen into that trap? Yeah, I have. I did, to be sure. And you see, that's, that's, that's not right. And one of the problems is when your kids are young, you know what? <laughs> they love you anyway. You're still daddy. You're still mommy. You know, when they're young, they, they still love They accept it. They forgive you. What happens when they get to be teenagers? They're young adults. That may not be their response. You see, it's, it's, it's easy for us, all of us, all of us who are Christians, you know, want, have the best intentions, pray sincere. You know, it's easy for us to get off on the wrong path in the most important areas of our life. The wise people see it and they take refuge. The foolish just keep going. Ignoring the principle of the path is disastrous in our finances. And we tend to think that our finances, it's just our current situation. How much is in the bank right now? How many bills do I have this, this week? You know, that we think it's our current situation. No, how we handle our finances is a path, okay? I do a lot of, I do premarital counseling. We always talk about finances. I mean, that's a huge problem in marriage, okay? And, you know, no couple ever sat in my office and said, you know what, uh, Ron? Uh, yeah, we have hopes and dreams for our marriage. We want to overspend and get hopelessly in debt and then fight over it and then end up divorced and hating each other. Uh, that's, our, that's our goal. That's our dream. Nobody's ever said that. But how many times does it happen? See, it's so easy in our world to become a slave to, to finances, to credit card, to debt, okay? Uh, it's it, the simple just keep spending. Because that's what everybody does. You know, whenever the, the newest phone comes out, whenever the best newest and best TV comes out, when the new cars come out, that's what we do. Just keep spending. Hey, it's not wrong. That's what everybody does. <laughs> because everybody's doing it doesn't make it right, does it? It can be so wrong. The wise see danger. And they change direction. They take refuge. Ignoring the principle of the path is dangerous in the third area. It's disastrous in the third area. Most important of all, our faith. 
my faith. And, oh, I don't know how many people who have said, well, you know, I just, I just don't have time for God right now. Someday I will. I, I don't have time for God now. I don't have time for church. I didn't have time to pray. Someday I will. Friend, your relationship with Christ, it is not a one-time event right before you die. It's a relationship. It's a life relationship. You don't make a quick U-turn before you stop breathing. A few turn to Christ in the end, but the vast majority don't. They've gone too far. Ignoring the principle of path that our direction now determines our destination forever. So, how do we become wise? Proverbs 27, 12. The prudent do what? They see danger and they take refuge. They act. They respond. They, number one, do something. <laughs> they do something. They end a relationship that's taken them down. As painful, as hard, as embarrassing as that is, they end a relationship that's going to take them down. They sell something if they need to. If they are in bondage to debt and they have something, they sell it. They cancel the internet if that's the only way, the only thing that will keep them from porn. They have a hard conversation. A conversation they've avoided in a relationship if that's the name. They, they do something. They take refuge. They go to a place of safety. They get off of the wrong path and decide I'm going to get on the right one. See? And again, what we're saying, you, should we should pray about those things, right? We should hope that those things will work out. All right? But are prayer and hope alone going to change it? No. No. Do some, Take refuge. Do something. James, the brother of Jesus, he said, don't just listen to God's word, do it. You're just fooling yourself if you think just listening to sermons is going to, you know, enhance your relationship with the Lord and your relationship with others. Do something. Number two, sacrifice something. Um, we 21st century Americans don't know really what sacrifice is, okay? Uh, that is counter-cultural. Uh, you know, none of us, every one of us have food to eat more than enough. We have clothing, we have shelter, okay? Sacrifice, we just don't know what that is. Now, previous generations did in America. They knew something about sacrifice, but we don't have to. So we know very little about it. But friend, sacrifice is really essential to Christianity, to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus' whole life 
here on earth was a sacrifice. That was why he came. It was a sacrifice. And if you love someone, you're more than willing to sacrifice for them. And that's why Jesus came. Because he loves us. He sacrificed his life for us. And you see, he calls us to follow him. Follow him in all areas. Well, if we follow him, he will ask us to sacrifice. Because there are things you learn in sacrifice and you never learn any other way. You'll never learn if you don't sacrifice anything. And you see, our lives are so filled up with so many things. And those so many things can keep us from the most important thing. Being with Jesus. Talking to him, listening to him, living for him, serving him. That's the most important thing. But we get so busy with all the other things, we don't have time for the most important thing. And so we might need to give up some activities. Because most of us say, well, you know, I just don't have much time for the Lord. Hebrews 13 says, through Christ, we should offer to God what? Sacrifices. Sacrifice of praise. We should be thanking him for all he's blessed us with, not consumed with what, he, what we think he hasn't given to us. We should offer him sacrifices of praise and sacrifices of what? Good deeds, of works, of responses, of action, which please him. And so if we follow Christ, we may have to give up some things like a relationship. A relationship that's not God's will for us. Uh, we might have to give up a reputation. When I was in high school, I, I just, I wanted to be accepted. I didn't want people to know I was a Christian. I wanted to be cool, all right? We may have to give that up. <laughs> we should really want others to think we're like Jesus, not that we're cool or successful or whatever we aspire to be. If you follow Christ, we might have to give up money. Money. The Bible says that the love of what is the root of all evil? The love of money. Okay. It doesn't say money's the, the root of all evil. God's not against people being wealthy, rich, having things at all. He just knows that if we love money, it will destroy us inside. That'll be our priority. We won't love people. We won't love God. We'll love money. And there's only one way to keep from loving money. You know what that is? To be able to give it away. When you give it, you're saying, this thing is not my master. I'm giving it away. I'm giving it to God. He tells us we should give it back to him so other people can find Jesus. But we give it to other people too. Because see, if we just keep everything for ourselves, that, I mean, that's just selfishness. That's not sacrifice. That's selfishness. So we give it away. We give it back to God to give it away to those who need it. Three. How do we take refuge? 
how do we be wise? We receive refuge. We take refuge. The, we go to the place of safety. And when we do, I love it, we find relief. We find relief. Friend, I hope that you can look back on your life and say, you know, right then I was at a dangerous point. I was at a crossroads, and I was really tempted to take the wrong path. And Jesus stopped me. He, he whispered to me. The Holy Spirit convicted me, a Christian friend, and I took the right path. And I can now see what would have happened if I took the wrong path. I am so glad. Praise God. And I will be forever and ever. I go to a place of refuge. Uh, when, when I'm driving, Donna is forever telling me to slow down. Ron, you're following too close. Ron, you, get, you need to watch that car there. They're swerving. All right? Now, I love her help. Okay? <laughs> now, let me qualify that statement. I do love her help because I don't want a wreck. I don't want to injure her or anybody else. I do love her help. Do I love it at the time? No. Do you ever drive dangerously? Yeah. And you say, oh, it's going to be all right. Nothing bad will happen. And so we flirt with it. Christian, it's easy to get on a path that's dangerous, that's deadly to, to you. It's deadly to your family. It's, it's deadly. It could be in the area of finances, you know, getting into debt, uh, not, not giving away, not giving to God, not giving to anybody else, just becoming selfish, you know. It could be in the area of family. You know, even people you love, you know, people that you love, you can start putting them down. You can, you can want to control them. You can start yelling at them, whatever. It, it can be in the area of our faith. I, I don't need church. I don't need other Christians. Friend, God says you do. God says, I designed you to need other people. That's the only way you learn how to love. You're with other people. On July 20th, 1969, I'll never forget that day, I was watching TV with the rabbit ears and the tin foil on one thing to increase reception. July 20th, 1969, most of you weren't alive. Those of us who were, we watched astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin maneuvering the Eagle Lunar Excursion Model module, excuse me, toward the sea of tranquility on the moon. And then Neil Armstrong stepped out and said, you know, a, a one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, okay? Man, what a moment. 21 hours, 36 minutes later, after landing on the moon, they headed back to Earth. 238,856.95 miles. They headed back. What if when they're returning home to Earth, they wobbled just a bit and got off course 
one degree. What if they got off course? One degree. And said, hey, it's only one degree. It won't hurt. They would have missed Earth by 4,000 miles. They would have never got home. They would have never seen their family again. They would have been floating or in outer space until they died. It's easy to think, well, I'm just off a little bit. It won't hurt me. The world says, hey, all roads, read to, all roads lead to God. Doesn't matter which one you take. Friend, God wants you on a path. He loves you so much that he wants you on a path to good things here on earth and the greatest things in eternity forever and ever. The God who created the universe gives us the course to take, walking with his son Jesus. And Jesus said, I love you. Make sure you stay on the straight and the narrow. The way of the Lord is the only safe way to eternal life. Getting off on God's path right now in our life, it just opens up a host of dangers we could never even imagine for ourselves, for our families, for our future. Don't, don't waste another day, one more day. You'll be further down the road, the road you don't want to end up. A lot of people pray every day. Sometimes their prayer is, bless this food. For others, their everyday prayer is, now I lay me down to sleep. Most people, their daily prayer is, God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. Can I ask you to adopt a new everyday prayer? Proverbs 27, 12. The wise see danger and they take refuge. God, help me to be wise and to take refuge. Help me not to be foolish and keep going and suffer the consequences. Shall we pray? God, uh, help us. Uh, decisions, choices um, we make every day often seem so small, insignificant, uh, sometimes we know they're wrong, but we don't think it'll really hurt us. Thank God, we don't want to end up like Solomon. God, uh, we don't want to hurt our family, our faith, our finances. God, I just ask that you would help us to remember that... Uh, where, where I'm going today, that what I'm doing today, the direction I'm going today, it affects my eternal destiny. And not just mine, my family's. My friend, I hope you're like me. And today you're crying out to God, God, I don't want to get on the wrong path. I want to be on the right path, the right path of walking with Jesus and the right path that leads to your eternal home. Today, dear God, would you help me, give me the strength to obey your word and live by the power of your spirit. God, help us. In Jesus' name. And as we're going to sing, but after we do, if you need prayer, 
there are people up here that know what it what it means to get off on the wrong path but they'll pray for you encourage you help you in any way talk to me talk to them whatever let's get on the right path let's stand please as we stand.